Greetings, everyone. Um, <clears throat> Blue Cliff Record, Case 87, Yunman's Medicine and Sickness. Yunman said to his assembly, Medicine and sickness mutually correspond to each other. The whole universe is medicine. What is itself? Medicine and sickness. In these last few strange and eerie weeks, We've all been watching the numbers obsessively as this very alarming pandemic <clears throat> takes hold over the whole world. Everyone's feeling fairly helpless and scared and also more than a bit thin-skinned and edgy. So we snap and bicker more with each other. But also, we show more tenderness and more often hold one another tightly. It's like the changes that happen in wartime. We should be asking ourselves really, what is the opportunity here? How can we grow in solidarity and develop more kindness as Jacinda keeps saying. Can we feel more gratitude for simple things? Can we recognize our interdependence more fully? Can we express our love more fully? We're all struggling to grasp what this pandemic means for our own lives and for people we care about. It feels a long time since we went into lockdown in this country. Uh, it's probably only been 17 days. And yet time has telescoped because of the intensity of it all. Um, so it already seems to have been going on for a long time, maybe months. Again, that's what it's like for people in wartime. And in a way, we're all forced to be on retreat. <clears throat> Some of the same things are happening people that happen when we all when we go into a silent retreat we're all sensitized more to our own um, feelings and those of others some people are reporting that they feel feel everything more intensely whether it's fear or worry, 
all beauty, all goodness. And some of some are saying they think are thinking a lot more about the whole direction of their lives, of their relationships, of their work. So we're having to ponder what we most care about. And here we are, our Diamond Sangha Easter retreat, as it were, doing a retreat inside a, re a retreat that everyone's part of. Asking ourselves what's most important and what's less important. In this situation with coronavirus, nobody can escape looking it inside. I don't know what you're seeing, but um, I'm impressed with the strength and resilience and the resourcefulness that people are showing and their generosity and their warmth. And on the other hand, the big drug companies are telling us that they will patent any vaccine they can find, um, as they say, to protect our investment. So greed and power games are also rife and pro proliferating, as you'd expect, along with the virus. And it seems to me horribly likely that millions of people will get this, will become very sick, and millions will die. As an older person myself, and facing this, this tragedy over the whole world, <clears throat> I'm grateful for one thing, and that's the fact that this is not like the terrible flu epidemic of 1918, a hundred years ago, after the First World War, when tens of millions of people died, but most of them were young or middle-aged. And the oldies like us got off because we had the antibodies already. It's different this time. I've heard it cynically described this, this coronavirus as the boomer remover. Well, that's harsh. It's also okay that this sickness takes the older ones. I take comfort from the fact that the young will live. Younger people I love will continue. That's wonderful. And younger people I don't love, but should, will continue. And that's wonderful too. Personally, I'm not afraid to die. Because I've had this incredible chance to be human. 
And as the years have mounted up, my main feeling is just increasing gladness and huge gratitude to have been part of this beautiful world and part of life. And the price of having a life is that we all have to die sometime. And our koan tonight is about how to be deeply reconciled to this fact. You see, Buddhism already has a vaccine. Not for COVID-19, but for our one great universal sickness, the one that Yunman's pointing to. Now, the Buddhist vaccine is not irrelevant to the situation we're in now. Buddhism from the beginning was much more an art of healing than anything else. Much more about healing than about religion or philosophy. The starting point of Buddhism was always the first noble truth, the fact of suffering. The Buddha, the Buddha's offering to the world was a path, not a philosophy, or even a religion. A path entirely made up of practices and actions that are designed to relieve suffering. And when people asked the Buddha to speculate about anything, such as whether the self is eternal or whether there's an eternal world beyond this one, he always said, all I have spoken about suffering and the ending of suffering. So Yunman, in this koan about the medicine and sickness, is following directly in the Buddha's footsteps. So let's, um, let's meet Yunman for a minute. Um, uh, Yunman lived towards the end of the so-called Golden Age of Zen. His dates are 864 to 949, which is about 1100 years ago. And here's how he was depicted much later, 200 years ago, by, by Hakuin. Here's the drawing by Hakuin. Hakuin draws him with this huge high cranium. Uh, his brains seem to be bursting out of the top of his head. And this is because Yunman is probably the greatest 
genius we've ever had in Zen in the tradition. I'd say he's also the most admired and loved of all the old masters. And look at his eyes here in the way that he's portrayed. Uh, he's been, Harquin's given him bright eyes full of a kind of a, a wicked wit. Uh, and he seems to be speaking from the side of his mouth with a teasing smile. And yet, you know, Yunman wasn't an easy character to deal with. Um, he was fierce and uncompromising to encounter. Just reading his words that said, scorches the eyeball. And hearing his words makes your ears drop off. And the medicine he dished out, it's, it is said, was so strong it could revive a dead horse. And Yunman was most famous for giving incredibly condensed and pithy one-word answers one phrase answers to questions. Often he to himself would ask a question and wait and nobody would answer it. So he'd answer it himself with one of these uh, very condensed, very layered phrases. Sometimes he didn't answer his own questions with words at all. He just mimed something. And once he threw his stick down on the floor and then um, backed away from it in fright, as if it was a snake that could kill. And what could it kill? The separate self. Just the snake bite we all need. That deadly bite saves us. You've also heard the Zen saying, the sword that kills is the same sword that gives life. And this is the key to all the multi-layered witty uh, sayings, utterances of Yunman. For example, once he asked the question, give me something for after the 15th of the month. And he meant the full moon, like the full moon we're having now at Easter, which was a symbol of Zen, of that Zen moment of, of, of full awakening. So he was really asking the assembly, say something about what it's like after you wake up. And nobody answered. So he said, every day is a good day. Maybe that's his most famous utterance. And rightly so. But from the point of view of the separate ego, 
every day is not a good day. Or not every day is a good day. It can't possibly be true that every day is a good day. From the standpoint of the isolated self. So there must be some other way to appreciate our life. Some other standpoint. What's that? What is seeing our life in this world without ego? without the self that separates. Can you see how Yunman's words, every day is a good day, is that deadly snake bite itself that kills the ego and drops us suddenly into a larger perspective, the sword that kills is the sword that gives life. Well, our koan today is the same. Yunman said to his assembly, medicine and sickness mutually correspond to each other. Hmm, that's not so hard to understand. Medicine and sickness match each other. The medicine to the sickness, the sickness to the medicine like finding the right herb for an upset stomach or the right pill for a headache or the vaccine that stops the coronavirus the right medicine for the sickness but then yun man pulls out a big surprise he says the whole universe is medicine. What does he mean? Here's a mythical story that might help. Manjushri, the Bodhisattva of wisdom, once asked an earnest Zen student called Zenzai to bring him something that is not a medicine. So Zenzai went out looking around everywhere and he couldn't find anything that was not a medicine for some kind of sickness. Manjusri then asked him to bring something that definitely is a medicine. Zenzai reached down and plucked a blade of grass. Manjushri held up the blade of grass to the assembly and said, this single blade of grass can give a person back their life and also bring them death. So this piece of grass too is like the snake bite that kills the ego. How does that work? Here we come to the crux of Yunman's koan.
Every koan has a kind of a nerve center, which is often called a turning word. This means a word or a phrase that's buried somewhere in the story that turns our mind around. You sort of walk out with your head on backwards. Our task is approaching and approaching any koan is to recognize what is that turning word and use it as a focus to meditate on. So we don't just think about the turning word. We place it, traditionally we place it in the hara, in the lower belly, and just let it simmer away there. Let it cook slowly in the hara. And the result will be juicy and nourishing. So what is the turning word in Yunman's koan? The next thing he does is spring another surprise on us. He asks, what is the self? And we're completely cornered. He's created what the logicians call a syllogism. So there's no escape from his meaning. He's bearing down on us with these intense glaring eyes. What is the self? Hang on, if medicine and sickness perfectly match and correspond, then the whole world is medicine. What is the self? Well, we are forced to say sickness. The self is sick. And what's the medicine for the sickness that matches it perfectly? The whole world is medicine. that heals and cures the sickness of the self. Well, how does that work? Come forward um, 200 years to Japan and let Dogen explain. Dogen studied in China um, and brought back to Japan in the 1200s the exact teachings to which Yunman contributed so much. Dogen says in the Genjo Koan, study the Buddha way is to study the self. To study the self is to forget the self and be awakened by the myriad beings of the world. And these famous lines of, Dog of Dogen's are really the clearest, most fundamental laying out of the whole of Zen practice. And Dogen also put it another way in the same chapter of the Ginjal Koan. Seeing forms with the whole body and mind, hearing sounds, 
with the whole body and mind, one becomes truly intimate. Now that's our practice in a nutshell. That's how we experience the whole world as medicine. We quieten the mind in Sazi. In order to become intimate with everything that heals and restores us. The poet Lee Paul wrote, I sat down with a mountain to meditate. After a while, there was only the mountain. That's all the separate self gone. No longer a barrier to intimacy. And we can be intimate too with a person who's afraid of this virus or grieving. Opportunities open up all around us. We're intimate when there's no ego getting in the way anymore. The tree is allowed to just be a tree. The mountain is allowed just to be the mountain. The person is allowed to be the person. Harquin said, there is no example more elevated than this koan of Yunman's of medicine and sickness. Here is how Harquin himself put Yunman's teaching referring to this koan. He said, the whole universe is our guts. The whole universe is your guts. The center of our being. And Harkwin shows that he knew this, this place from which we feel most connected to the universe is the Hara. Our minds can't hold the universe, but a horror can. So how would you present in Doksan the medicine that you've discovered cures the great sickness that we all suffer from? Presenting the tiniest picture of that medicine will do. It will be enough. Just the tip of a leaf of that wonderful medicine is enough, more than enough, to cure our great sickness. If you have the nerve to bring it, 
please come and try. <laughs>